Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. I was going to say good morning, but good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Today is a special day. I am here with the incredible Ayuna Necheva of the London Stock Exchange. Ayuna, thank you so much for making the time and being here. I'm incredibly excited for this conversation. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you for having me and good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Well, it's an afternoon here in London and I'm really looking forward to our chat. Yeah. So... We're going to talk about a lot of things uh, in regards to women in finance, but also in regards to your passion about the diversity, equity, inclusion space, and what is going to help us to have real change for those in those groups, those who might feel marginalized, and those who just have such amazing potential to shine. And before we do that, though, I have a couple questions because you have achieved so, I don't want to say that there's always a next level for all of us, but you've climbed some very significant mountains in your career. And first, I want to honor that and honor the impact that you've had um, in the world, but on a global and international level. And before we jump in to get some tips, tools, habits, gems of wisdom from you, how did how did what is your story where did you get started what inspired you did you have any setbacks along the way and what really launched you into this passion that you have as a younger person well thank you cheryl and uh i i i don't feel like i've achieved so much myself but i do recognize that i've made a huge leap as a, as a person as a professional in my life and uh, you, you will find out why just in a minute when I tell you my story. Um, so I was born in, in Moscow, Russia, and uh, uh, growing up as an Asian girl in, in Moscow, it was, it was challenging. I was very different. And I think one of the reasons why I'm so interested in the diversity and inclusion cause is, is because I've always felt different and I've always um, uh, felt like I stood out. But actually it was, and I think still is a blessing in disguise when you, when you feel like you stand out because you can actually embrace it. And, I, and at some point uh, during my childhood, uh, I think the second thing that people noticed about me was that I was smart and my teachers and my peers. And I decided that um, I will make this, if, if people were to notice me, then I will make intelligence and being smart the thing that we'll notice first. And I embraced it, and my mom really supported me in that uh, in that journey. And you know, having finished a very ordinary school uh, in Moscow, I actually I studied incredibly hard, and um, I applied, and I got accepted into the Moscow State University, which is the most prestigious, arguably, uh, university in Russia. And that's where it all began. I think getting you know high quality education, um, and you know, and also noting that my mom in her village she hasn't she didn't even high school when she was growing up so you know that was a big leap um but what it really gave me is i think the ability to embrace my being different the ability to lean into my strengths and and to really um um, but also it was character building i guess Mm -hmm. and uh, the ability to overcome that you know um uh, overcome obstacles and overcome you know prejudices and i think something that that really helped me along the way. 
And, you know, let's talk a second about, because it sounds like you were, um, I've talked to quite a few women and, you know, who have achieved high levels of success like yourself. And they said, sometimes it's lonely being the only, and it's challenging being the only. And so you had experienced that as a young age. And I think it's safe to say that a lot of people now are experiencing that in the workplace still, even though there's an increased level of awareness, we might be lagging a little bit and actually seeing real equitable change. But what is one tip or gem of wisdom you can give people that maybe they feel like they are the lonely. So it seems like you overcame that, but I'm getting to how. Can you give them a, a tip or something so they can really um, dig deep and keep going when it's difficult? Well, I absolutely agree with you, Cheryl. Uh, the, the, I think the biggest obstacle that there is at the moment is that some companies or some organizations, they have a token represent, representation and then they think they're done. But we actually, you and I chatted before, and it's actually about inclusivity, right? Do you bring the people to the table where decisions are made? Do you give people opportunities to, uh, to grow in their career? And how do you really uh, embrace this diversity in the best possible way? And um, I think the, one of the very helpful tools that I have learned along the way, and I wish I wish I knew about this earlier. <laughs> I wish um, someone actually taught me, you know, when I was younger, but um, it's very simple and it's very easy. And I'm sure you know about it as a coach, but uh, um, just several years ago, when I was on, a, on the brink of emotional burnout from all the hard work and all of the things that I was putting into my career and to my life, my family, um, I, I, I worked and I worked with a coach and a therapist and I found out that there was a very simple tool and it's, and it's very easy. It's called back yourself up. And to me, back yourself up actually means um, supporting myself, encouraging myself, patting myself on the back, um, uh, reassuring myself that things are, will go well, you know, and if there were, if there is a meeting that didn't go that well, if there is a deal that we may have lost, or you know something went uh, went not I you know my presentation wasn't perfect, you know I would say to myself, well there are things outside my control. I did my best. I put my best efforts in it. Uh, but there are things that I, I simply can't control. They happen. Um, but also my presentation would not have been perfect, but it was good enough. Mm -hmm. And that's it. You know, and it sounds so easy, but it's very hard I find for people who are high performing and overachieving to really pause for a second and actually say, actually, you've done a good job so far. And, uh, you know, and it's good enough and it's okay. So what really it allows you, it, it, uh, what it allows me to do is actually it frees up all the energy that I would be spending on, you know, criticizing myself to actually give, give, uh, give this energy to people, to inspire in my team, mm -hmm. to support my family, uh, to, to do all of the extracurricular things that I love to do in the diversity included space or, you know, looking after myself. And it's, I think, um, it's something that needs to, it's like a muscle, it needs to be trained, but once you have it, I think it's it's really kind of um, uh, makes the path to success much more sustainable. Yeah, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because even situations that might in the moment just feel like a failure because they didn't turn out exactly that you want it, but to take that pause, like you were talking about and say, what, 
was the good, what yeah. we do well, because inevitably there was a lot more that we do well than we're giving ourselves credit for. And if we can put our emphasis and our emotions around that and then step back, create some distance and where's our room exactly. for the next time. Um, yeah, that is so important. And I want to ask you too about people that are interested in international business. Um, first of all, we're live. If you're watching this live at, um, it's about between 8.30 and 9 a.m. Pacific time or 4.30 to 5 EST, be sure to put your questions in. And even if you're not watching live, you can put questions in because we will invariably get to them later. But if you're watching live, go ahead and pop some questions in. Um, right now, I'm going to ask you about international business. You have traveled the world and worked in so many different markets. For people that are interested in international, either international finance or international business in general, now that our travel is limited to somewhat non-existent, what can you offer them so you know they can put you know their passion into the world and keep following that dream? Well, let me start with saying that I absolutely love my job. Mm -hmm. I absolutely adore it. It's interaction with clients. It's helping uh, helping build domestic or regional capital markets. It's um, uh, it's managing a very big uh, existing client customer base, um, and for me, it absolutely suits my my personality. And it also involves business development. Of course, involves speaking at conferences and making presentations, which which I also love. So I, I have indeed travelled um, uh, uh, the world quite a bit, and. Um, I was just recently re uh, remembering how last February I was in Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. Then I flew back to London with a stopover, and then I spent one London night, and then I had to uh, had to fly to Denmark, Copenhagen, uh, Denmark. And it was it was very cold. It was just cold and cold, which was interesting. But also, it's kind of the exciting sort of things that. You know, sometimes you know you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, do in your normal life, even if you wanted to travel as a tourist. So, um, I cover all of Europe, uh, Western Europe, Nordics, um, uh, and uh, excluding the UK, and also the whole of former Soviet Union. So Russia, Kazakhstan, Mongolia. This is where my Russian language also helps. Um, and uh, this this pandemic this year, it 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 posed a big question mark on how are we going to do business. In this environment, we we used to meet uh, to meeting people face to face and building that trust because the the reason people want to come together in a meeting room is that it's verbal and non-verbal, and you're building that trust, which helps you to do business in the future and right, going forward. But what what's really transpired is actually it is possible still. It's not ideal, but it's still possible to do business like we do right now, speak, speaking you know through virtual um, uh, platforms. And of course, it's temporary solutions, or my hope it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have good news now with vaccine, with the vaccine in, in the UK, and hopefully, you know, very soon will be rolled out in the US and the rest of Europe. Arena, talk while you're um, getting Say it again? I said, Arena, talk while the UK is getting the vaccine first. Yeah. <laughs> That's a conversation That's a for another time. <laughs> That's true. So, um, but I would, what, what I would uh, say is that, um, uh, I would very much encourage people who want that to who want um, uh, to join an international business and do international business development. I think the travel will come back, maybe not to the extent that it you know used to be, 
And I think uh, this is also uh, broadens your horizons. You know, it broadens the horizon, broadens the mind. Getting in touch and seeing all of the different cultures and 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 being also cognizant of them, um, it, it really sort of sets sets people apart. I think, um, and um, uh, it's extremely rewarding. And ultimately, it is all still about helping people. Mm-hmm. Clients have needs, and we're helping them to meet those needs. So. It's, it's exciting. So uh, it seems like then for folks that are interested in that, just keep going after it. It's not ideal, it's definitely possible. And it seems like, you know, as for anything, the people that stay consistent and stay focused on what they really want, then um, they'll be ahead because when there's going to be tremendous opportunity, I think, because when a lot of people are slowing down and kind of giving up on some dreams, you know, for those folks that are making consistent progress and um, end in mind and very clear, um, they're going to have an exciting 2021, I think. So what about, let's talk a little bit about the the mindset required. Um, You know, I would imagine that from, you know, being born in, in Russia and working as hard as you did and, you know, ending up being the head of Europe, uh, head of Europe and primary markets for the London Stock Exchange. You know, what mindset has allowed you to get there, and what what advice would you give people that really have a big dream and want to go after it? And this question is really asking: if you were to coach your younger self, what would you what would you tell her? Um. You know, your your uh, I like your group on LinkedIn, which is called Fearless Leaders, and your you know webinar is also around fearless. And what fearless means to me is that you have fears, you are afraid, but you still go for it. So my mindset is that when there are important things uh, that I need to do, you know, send that email, reach out to that individual, you know, give tough feedback or apologize for something, you know, I might be afraid of the you know, what are the consequences going to be, etc. But I still go for it. <laughs> and this mindset, and that's what I would I would tell my younger self. And I think I kind of, because of my tough upbringing, I kind of already was maybe, you know, uh, had that a little bit of that mindset. But I would definitely suggest it. it you don't have to be fearless. And if you're afraid of something, it's absolutely fine. Everyone is absolutely everyone. It's it's a very natural state. But what what makes a difference is you if you despite those fears, you still go and do what you need to do and say what you need to say. And I think that kind of um, for me it has worked. Uh, of course, within the you know the still confines of the reason. But what I would say is that. I don't think there are any people who are truly fearless. And maybe there are a few, you know, prophets and, you know, etc. But uh, I think for the us normal, ordinary people, I think it's just this mindset to still go for what you need to do. Yeah. And of course, I cannot uh, agree with you more. You know, there's, you really hit the nail on the head because there's um, one thing, there's similarities and differences between world-class performers and everyone else. As you mentioned, everyone has those emotions. Everyone has anger, fear, doubt, frustration, all of those things, including fear. Even um, CEOs, Olympians, 
heads of London Stock Exchange, everyone has it, but world-class performers, they proceed anyway. And sometimes it's just a matter, like you said, making the phone call, reaching out for help, speaking up in a meeting, not just also, I want to throw this out there, not just speaking up for ourselves, but also speaking up and supporting others. And I want to transition to that DEI space because I really think that most people are not, um, you know, they're not bad people, but I can honestly say that what's more and what I've heard from experts and pundits in the DEI space is that the biggest problem or the good people that are not speaking up. So also having the courage and you might be fearful in a meeting about you see something that's not quite right, someone's not being treated quite right, or their ideas are not being heard, but we're not speaking up enough. So for, for ourselves, but also for others. So I want to transition also to your passion in that space and some of your thoughts on that and maybe some advice how um, I think our awareness is being raised, but how we can really see change happen and see it happen quicker. Uh, to me, this this topic is is uh, one of the my most favorite. Um, I um, uh, on top of my day job, I spent quite a lot of time working on the diversity and inclusion issues and initiatives, um, and also my capacity as co-chair of the Women Inspired Network uh, in the UK of the London Stock Exchange. And I work with incredible women and men who every day do uh, incredible things to champion um, diversity and champion inclusivity and equity in the workplace. And um, and what I think you touched on is uh, speaking up and advocacy. And what we're now, where we're now moving as uh, sort of the industry and the corporate space, um, uh, at least in the UK, but I think globally too, is, is getting on board those allies male allies but actually allies from all uh, all walks of life to um, to speak up about um, the real structural obstacles and the real biases that people from different backgrounds or diverse backgrounds face every day that actually prevent them from progressing um, with their careers or fulfilling their potential to the full and that involves um, sometimes speaker events like your event today sometimes that involves actually pushing for policy changes uh, within a company or more broadly, sometimes participating in research. There's so many things that you can do that we can do, and it doesn't have to be grand. It doesn't have to be immediately visible. But what you said, I think is really important, is actually even micro situations. You know, when you witness something in the store or in, or in, a, uh, in a meeting, gently, it doesn't have to be confrontational. But just ask the question, did you actually mean what you what you just said? Or I thought that that didn't sound quite right. And and things like that, showing, um, speaking up for others and being advocates for others. I think this is the one of the best things that could that could happen um, uh, in the workplace or outside it. And sometimes what holds people back is for speaking up for others is that I feel and I've heard um, where they're speaking from stages or working with people one-on-one -on -one, um, that their teams are less likely to speak up because 
they feel threatened. Like they feel that um, there's a risk for them if they speak up for others. So what is a way that we can create a culture and a safe space that we ourselves and can speak up, but also so we can advocate for others? I think I can, um, I'm, I'm very lucky working for the London Stock Exchange and I think you know by now guess that I love my job and, and the company that I work for. We're very lucky that we have a very supportive and inclusive, uh, inclusive leader and we have uh, the whole of our leadership actually across the board, they're all um, uh, leading by example. So of course it's much easier when you have the leadership that are supportive and they are uh, making sure that they put the right teams in place and the right process in place to ensure that we can, from our side, promote this positive culture change. It's not always the case and it can't be the case everywhere. And uh, from that perspective, I think the only solution for me is to start working with, with, with each other, um, reaching out and there is power in numbers. So if I, on my own, don't feel powerful enough, then I can seek out someone else and someone else and someone else. And uh, that's uh, a little bit of what we do as part of our RIM network. And then we have a lot of other diversity networks. And you're right, diversity doesn't, always, doesn't only include, uh, you know, the way you look or where you come from. It also can include sexual orientation, abilities and disabilities and all sorts of things. So reaching out to people and just finding this comfort in numbers and really pushing for positive change, I think, I think that that can help. Yeah, and I, I, I'm really glad that you brought that up. We also have a couple comments coming in too. You have a fan club that I wanted to let you know about. Um, <laughs> stuff, I love hearing Ayuna's perspective on so many relevant issues that came in from Ryan. And also Lisa Grimes said, there's sometimes fear of retaliation. Um, yeah. which is real, but you bring up uh, an important solution in that maybe uh, certain, maybe there's people or leaders in an organization that do make you feel threatened or like someone may retaliate against you, but finding someone, there's going to be someone there that you can bring with you and just start build and build and build. And it might be in some places that you won't think. And I really want to encourage people to ask for help in this way that you're speaking about. Maybe ask people that you think are not approachable because you'll be very surprised how many people will say, yes, I will stand by you. So um, that I'm really glad that you brought that up. That's super important. Now, what, what do you want to leave people with? What, you have so many gems when you sent over all the information for the interview. I was looking through and I like, gosh, too bad we don't have a full day to talk about this. But what are a couple gems of wisdom that you will leave uh, for everyone? So for anyone inter interested in international business, but also interested in really seeing change in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space. Um, I... Um, I wanted actually to flag one piece of research that has recently been published by the Women in Banking and Finance in, in here in the UK, and it talks about um, it talks about the the fact the the missing middle, and the fact that women in the finance industry actually don't lack the confidence to ask for things, and they are actually equally ambitious as men are in terms of asking for. Uh, pay rises and stretch assignments and wanting to progress in their careers. 
However, the outcome is not equal in terms of in terms of the gender breakdown. So there is something missing in the middle, and um, and that is actually that sometimes women lack access to opportunities to career progression opportunities. They sometimes lack advocacy. They sometimes lack um, advice and guidance at certain point, crucial points in their careers. And I think that you can you can really say that it doesn't apply just only to women, right? So uh, we would talk to uh, all the people. We, we could um, uh, talk about people from diverse backgrounds here too. Uh, but for me, the main takeaway is that there is always this there's, I've, I've heard too often about this harmful stereotype that women lack confidence and, and that somehow we need to fix ourselves or we need to become better, we need to work on ourselves. And I think what this research shows, it's, it's not that, okay? There are real challenges and obstacles out there. And I'd really call on, on employers and, and, um, and just uh, organizations to really look out for this and, and support their, their, uh, their people in that space. And in terms of the pearl of wisdom that you're asking about, is um, I would um, I have I have quite a few, but I want to actually slightly expand the, the point that you made about um, asking someone because you will be surprised that they will say yes. And I've encountered this in my career again and again. The 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 reality is, is that if you don't ask, then the base scenario, the default scenario will be that it's a no for you, right? But if you ask, you increase your chances of a positive response. If you don't ask, it's a no, because you, you didn't get what you want, because you're not asking, right? And if you're asking, then uh, then you have a chance of actually someone to say yes. And it's been surprising for me um, uh, how many times actually I I heard yes in response when I was asking for something. So, so I would agree with you there. Okay, well, thank you so much. I just want to recap in that it's there are strength in numbers. So if you have in your heart that you know that you can do more and sometimes you feel, maybe you do feel like there's some retaliation or there might be some negative consequences if you speak up, then seek out some people that will stand by your side, become allies with you and be sure to ask sometimes the people that might in your mind seem untouchable, but in reality they aren't, and they will really be able to champion your efforts. Ayuna Necheva, I really want to honor all of the things that you've done and the lives that you've touched and continue to touch. It's really been an honor to spend some time with you. I look forward to following you. And um, if you're not already connected to Ayuna on LinkedIn, um, please do check out her LinkedIn, um, the LinkedIn link that is down scrolling below and do follow her and connect with her. Thank you so much, Ayuna. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Cheryl. It's been a pleasure.